we are back, baby. Yeah, let's, let's go. go. Welcome ooh, back, ooh, guys. Ooh, ooh. Week five of Conversations from the Bench. And as you see, there's only two of us. I'm Mike. To my left is CJ, as always. At Ryan has decided to step away uh, from the podcast, and we will absolutely miss him. Hopefully he does uh, peek his head in and, and you know have some stuff to throw in. But CJ, it's a two-man team now, bud. Yes, How's yes, your week? Is. Anything that you want to talk about? Anything that comes to mind before we ju- like just dive straight in? Um, no, it's been a good week. Uh, you know, I had a Popeye's chicken sandwich yesterday, uh, and it was good. That's about all I got to add. That's to great. That, so. I love oh, yeah, to hear. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, <laughs> as you know, there was a, a huge week of football news. Where do you want to start? I feel like we got to start with the unique Ngakwe trade. Sure. Right. Uh, big news uh, coming out of the NFL world. Unique Ngakwe is finally traded from finally the Jags. on the move. Yeah. Yeah. To, uh, to Minnesota um, for a two in this upcoming draft and uh, a conditional fifth round pick in 2022 that can become a third Could with be incentives. High, right. right. Um, so Mikey, what are you, what are you feeling about this trade, man? Like, man. Let's ask you first for a change, you know, like let, let, let's get your opinion first. Yeah. Um, as you know, I'm, I'm a huge, uh, unique Ngakwe supporter. I, I love his presence on the field. Um, and, and man, I, I just worry about that leadership when it comes to the Jags front office. I don't think it's as bad as Bill O'Brien out in Houston. Um, uh, but it's, <laughs> it's pretty bad for sure. Um, I, you know, he took a pay cut from $17.8 million on that franchise tag, took 5.8 off of that. He's making right at 12, uh, with Minnesota. I think he just wanted out CJ. I think that Minnesota Mm -hmm. is a perfect landing spot for him. Um, I think they'll absolutely utilize his talent straight across from Danielle Hunter. If I'm a quarterback in the NFC North, I don't want to play that team twice a year. That is a scary one, two punch. Um, how are you feeling about it? Um, I think I'm more disappointed in the Jags uh, more than anything else. It it just feels like this team is being ripped apart. Um, and the issue I have with it, you could have had the Raiders' 19th overall pick in this past draft. Um, to me, there was way more value before uh, when all of this started. And you wait and wait, and wait, and then you get less. So, you know, a disgruntled player happens uh, to the best of any teams, right? But when that happens, I always say it, you should trade the guy when the market is the hottest. Uh, Unique Ngakwe's market was not as hot as it was in the beginning. I think they had a lot of offers that were better than this one that they took. Uh, but that being said, uh, deal's done, and the Vikings got a lot better, in my opinion. You put uh, Unique Ngakwe alongside Daniel Hunter. They are both young, and they have a lot of potential yeah, they uh, to absolutely do some disgusting terrorize, things. Terrorize the NFC for sure. And like you said, disgruntled players, you got to move on when the going's go- like good. You, know? yep. uh, you look at Brandon Cooks a couple years ago from the Saints. They Even did, Jamal they, Adams right, this you got, year. You got a, two firsts from Seattle in that trade. 
You got a right. first from New England in the the Brandon Cooks deal. You got to know when to pull the trigger, and I think that the front office in Jacksonville just got a little too money hungry and wanted a little bit too much value and just didn't get where they wanted to go with it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But as you said, Jacksonville just getting torn apart. Leonard Fournette was released today, uh, put on waivers. How do you feel about that? I mean, that's a former first round pick. You know, he was taken what fourth overall out of LSU. Mm-hmm. I mean, a stud running back who just didn't really line up with Tom Coughlin when he was in Jacksonville, had some character issues, and now he's on waivers. Where do you see him going, and, and how do you feel about that? So I feel like I'm a big fan of Leonard Fournette. I always have been. That being said, uh, maybe a good word for Leonard Fournette would be inconsistent. Sure. Uh, it, it's tough because I like Leonard Fournette, like I said, but – got to be more consistent if you want to be considered one of the best i think he has that potential though he's not super old i believe he's 26 27 years old uh and i think i see him going to the bucks mike Hmm. the bucks make a lot of sense to me i know they just signed Lashawn mccoy but leonard fournette's better than any other running back in that room sure and for a team that's kind of going for it now uh, the Bucks are 100% a win-now mode team. Uh, Tom Brady doesn't have forever. And we don't know how long Rob Gronkowski is going to play for. We have no idea. That being said, uh, put the best roster forward for this season. Leonard Fournette's that guy for you. That's, the, you, that's your number one running back right there. So I like the fit of Leonard Fournette going to Tampa Bay and lining up with Tom Brady. I like it. I like it. I mean, you have Ronald Jones down there, the running back from USC. You leave him as like a, a third down kind of receiving back. Uh, you right. pair him up with Leonard Fournette, let them you know split carries. I'm going to go with another team that has a pretty decent running back and splitting carries. I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, yeah. You have James Conner. He hasn't played a full 16 games since he's entered the league, right? He played 10 last year. He started for 10 games. Didn't even rush for 500 yards in those games. Um, you know, I just think that he could be an absolute force as a one-two punch with Leonard Fournette. Then you have Jalen Samuels as well as your, uh, your change of pace back as a third down, you know, receiving back. You could absolutely have some magic there in Pittsburgh's backfield. They have about $5 million in cap space. I think that's plenty to get the deal done. Uh, I think you could see Leonard Fournette sign on for a one-year prove-it deal in, in Pittsburgh. The fans will absolutely take to him really well. He's playing for a really prestigious team and a team that you don't know. You know, with Ben Roethlisberger coming back, that's a really tough division, especially with like you know like Lamar Jackson coming on as strong as he did. But you yeah. don't know what the Steelers could do and if they could push for that last that extra seed in in, in the AFC there. So um, sure. I think that he could be a, a huge huge building block there for sure. Um, and then Kirk's like Kirk just said, Fournette's age. You know, yeah, twenty five. So young, you got to realize. He, he isn't an older back. You're not talking about an Adrian Peterson coming out of Minnesota. He gets signed by a team and just is expected to be a third down guy or, you know, a punch it kind of guy. I think that you really could see, you know, Leonard Fournette get signed by a team that takes a chance on him and he wins a starting job. Um, right. I, I, again, it just, it's mind boggling to let a guy like that go. 
They have Chris Thompson. You're going to tell me Chris Thompson won those the reps in practice? I just don't think that it was a, a – Yeah. I don't think it was a, a player like a in terms of their talent. I think it was a player in terms of their personality that just didn't work out in Jacksonville. Yeah. And I think yeah. his time was probably up last year. And so I'm happy that he does get to move on and hopefully you know play for a team that's going to compete because I just don't see Jacksonville doing that for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say a couple things about Jacksonville too that I believe should happen. Sure. I think, number one, they need to move on from Doug Marone. I, I don't know why he is still the head coach. People have been fired for way worse, um, and I don't think he can keep this locker room together. Uh, clearly, he, they've had to move on from so many players, uh, Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Boye, and a lot of stars at that. Um, Calais Campbell, Leonard Fournette. It, 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 the list goes on and on. And at some point, you've got to say, we have a lot of talent in the room. We can compete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, don't get me wrong. The one thing I like about the Jags, which is my next thing I want to talk about with the Jags, they draft really well. I love the Caleb on chase on pick and the CJ Henderson pick. Um, they draft really well. All of those players, like most of those players were drafted by Jacksonville that I just mentioned. Right. That being said, I, I think they make great moves, but then there's just this locker room dysfunction that ruins the relationship with the player and the organization. So they got to get that figured out, but hopefully they can fix this in the future. What do you think, Mike, as far as the Jags and their future? I'm with you, and I think I don't think it's just Doug Marone. I think it starts from deep in that front office. I would say it starts mm-hmm. from Shad Khan down. I mean, sure. you, might, you might only be a few years off from Shad Khan moving on from that team. Um, mm. I don't think it's unrealistic. I don't know if they're going to be pulling a whole bunch of revenue down there in Jacksonville. People go to f- swim in the pool, like – <laughs> rather than watch that team. And, I mean, you're talking to a team that's only a few years out from being in the AFC Championship and having a realistic shot at beating the New England Patriots to go to the Super Bowl. So um, you have Telvin Smith, retired early. Obviously didn't want to be a part of that program anymore. Yeah. You have Miles Jack, who you know is playing pretty well, but then you lose Jalen Ramsey. You lose A.J. Boye. You don't bring back Barry Church. You, don't, you move on from Calais Campbell. You move on from Unique Ngakwe. Granted, you had the depth to do so. You drafted Caleb on chase on. You already had Josh Allen. I mean, there's certain pieces that fit, certain that don't. But I I just – they're not addressing bigger needs. And I think you you need to look offensive line. That is an atrocious offensive line. Cam Robinson hasn't panned out very well. I mean, you have Andrew Norwell, who was their big free agent splash a couple years ago. He's kind of a shell of himself. I mean, yeah. that, that offensive line is atrocious. You have Gardner Minshew, who, you know, we were excited to see him get, you know, some preseason snaps with, you know, the first team reps, and he's not going to get that this year. Will he be the guy? Will they end up with the number one overall pick? They could be a team that's bad enough to do it. Yeah. You could see them move on from Minshew Magic already. Minshew Mania is already dead. You see Trevor Lawrence go one next year. You see Justin Fields go one next year. Trey Lance yeah. from North Dakota State even. I mean, you know, there's some players that are going to be coming out in this draft that are going to be tough, and you have to have that conversation. And you have to make moves to make your team better now. I get it, building for the future, but you have to be good now. Otherwise, that team's not going to be there. You'll see relocations. You'll see owners selling teams. Like, you'll see it happen. So 
Um, I think from Shad Khan down, I would say wipe the whole room if I was in Shad Khan's shoes. I'm getting rid of everybody, and I'm rebuilding from the ground up and, and trying to make it a winning organization. Yeah, sure, sure. Moving on from a team that moved on from one of its stars to a team mm-hmm. that signed a potential star today, right before we went on air. It turns out that yeah. Logan Ryan is heading back home to New Jersey, signed with the New York Giants, a one-year deal worth $7.5 million. CJ, is this a good fit? I think so. Logan Ryan had a quietly great year last year. Not only that, the Giants need it. Uh, what What's the worst that happens? It's a one-year deal. Either he proves himself and you sign him long-term, or you just let him walk next year. Uh, I love this signing for the Giants. It's a low-risk, high-reward situation. And he also goes back to where he's comfortable in his home, ta- you know, home state in New Jersey. Uh, I love the fit. What about you, Mike? What, do you, what are you thinking? absolutely agree. I love it. I think that it's a really low-risk signing for the Giants. It's a one-year deal. It's not a ton of money for a premier player. We talked about it before on the podcast. You look at defensive ends, you look at corners, and then you look at linebackers. Mm-hmm. You have to have a leader in each area, and I think that Logan Ryan coming in absolutely could fill that. And my hot take for right now, it's not a crazy take, but I think that the Giants double down. I think you see Prince Amukamara, who was released by the Raiders today. I think you might see him back in New York uh, playing for the Giants again. Um, Mm -hmm. I love the fit. Over 100 tackles last season, four and a half sacks, four interceptions, a ton of passes defensed. I absolutely love the fit. I think he can come in and help, you know, James Bradbury out playing the edges there. You have Corey Ballantyne playing as potential slot there. You have him developing behind Logan Ryan, helping that young defense out in that secondary. I love the fit. Absolutely could not. I'm glowing for the New York Giants right now because I love it. I absolutely love that pick, mm-hmm. that, that yeah. signing for sure. Yeah, yeah, you can't go wrong. Uh, that's really where I'm at with it. You can't go wrong uh, for a star player in our league. He's a very good corner. He's a number one corner, in my opinion, in Logan Ryan. And why not? Why not? Take the shot on him. Right. You know? I mean, you hear about the Jadavion Clownies. You hear about the Earl Thomases. But, I mean – Logan Ryan might have been the best of the bunch available still. There sure, if you, if you include attitude and everything, yeah. Right, so, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you never know. Um, I absolutely love that fit, though. Matt said uh, Logan Ryan could visit his New York teammate in jail and help his development, too. I don't think he'll be on the team much longer. Um, DeAndre Baker, obviously, is who he's referring mm-hmm. to there. So. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, as a Bears fan, I'm glad Prince is gone. Way too many penalties when he played for us. I mean – you never know, man. Some some like players just fit well in schemes, and he played really well sure. in New York. That's why he got the contract in Chicago. So, um, mm-hmm. I absolutely love the idea of him going back. Um, we'll, we'll see how that pans out, but I think yeah. that that absolutely happens. So, um, past that, the big news that that broke today. Yeah, Alvin Kamara not showing up to Saints practices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it turns out that it's over a contract dispute. He's wanting to get paid. Now, you know my opinion. I'm a Saints fan, so I'm going to let you talk. Feel free. <laughs> How do you feel about it? Um, this is an interesting one for me. I like Alvin Kamara. Don't get me wrong. Do I think he's earned as big of a contract as, let's say, Christian McCaffrey? 
I think that's debatable. And that may make things a little tricky when talking contract. Uh, the Saints get very creative when it comes to contracts, so I think they can get it done. My question is, though, for that franchise, you have Ryan Ramchek's contract coming up next year. You'll have to sign him next year. You have Marshawn Lattimore's contract coming up next year. At some point, you're going to come to a point where you can't sign everyone. So I think I would almost have a response back to you, a question, I guess you could say, back to you as a Saints fan. Um, out of those three players, which one would you say I wouldn't want the most? I think it'd be Alvin Kamarok, right? I think it would have to be. And as much as I right. love Kamara and what he does for the team, you don't find number one lockdown corners like Marshawn Lattimore often. You don't find bookend right tackles like Ryan Ramchek every day. That's just not something that happens. Mm -hmm. Halfbacks are kind of a dime a dozen. And I'm not saying that I don't like Kamara. I have a Kamara jersey in my closet right now. Right. Um, but I think that if I had to pick one to go, I think it would probably be Kamara. Now, like you said, Mickey Loomis is insane when it comes to his cap management. Sure. Um, we have about $7 million left this season. I think you could see a lot of you know, the bonus side of uh, Kamara's deal get added onto this year, have a lot of it get taken out this year, and then lighter cap hits later on. Um, sure. Or you know, he does this weird thing where he makes void years and just kind of pushes money down the line. Um, I think you could see that happen as well. I, I'm not even worried in the slightest. I know he'll be playing week one. I know he'll be there. Oh, yeah. We've seen this with Jimmy Graham. We saw it with Michael Thomas. I'm not even concerned in the slightest. He'll be there. We'll get the deal done. We're making moves to try to get there. So uh, mm -hmm. it's not even a, a hesitation for me. And like Matt said, he did. He picked the worst year to do this. Uh, he just yeah. didn't play very well. He was injured last season. Uh, but, you know, when you're banged up, you got to play well, too. And that or sit out. <sighs> Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, you know, I just we'll see what what his value is. I think he's a little what he'll demand. I don't know if he's worth, but what he'll demand is probably a little below uh, your Christian McCaffrey's or your Ezekiel Elliott's. Mm -hmm. I think you'll see a little bit lower than that cap hit. But I mean, you know, he's in, he might be one of the most versatile players in, in like on the offense um, in any sure. offense in the NFL. So uh, he's just really, really unique, real slippery. Um, and real elusive. I absolutely love what he brings to the table, but if that money's not right, it might not work out for us. Yeah, and that's what I get. I, I think that was perfect what Matt said. He picked the worst year to do this. That's why I get worried is because if I'm the Saints front office, am I going to give money to a guy that just came off of his arguably worst year? Yeah. I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. And it's not oh. even arguably, right? It's it, it was his worst year by a long shot. So yeah, um, and there is recency bias when it comes to contracts. You got to realize it's not what have you done for me entirely. It's what you've done for me lately, right? Uh, and that's mm -hmm. just what the league is. That's what the contracts demand. So um, it'll be interesting to see exactly what he walks away with. But I would not be shocked if you saw it structured in a way where the money's pushed way out, or the money's pushed real, 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 real forward, and he gets a lot of it this year. Sure. In the AFC. Uh, Perfect question, I think, for what you're about to go to from uh, from Lori over there. 
<laughs> yeah, funny. So she said, what are your thoughts on injuries around the league and their effect on their respective teams? Derwin James, I think, is probably the biggest injury that happened. Uh, it sounds like yeah. he has a pretty significant meniscus injury. Um, and we've had the conversation only a couple weeks ago. Of, yeah. You can make the argument that Derwin James is the best safety in the NFL. Um, yeah. There's that conversation. So um, significant time to be missed. I'm going to present you one question, one scenario. Okay. Earl Thomas, does he fit out in Los Angeles with the Chargers? I think so. Yeah. Uh... It would make sense to me. I don't. I think you'd have to not put him in the same scenarios. Derwin James is a very in-the-box safety. Uh, Earl Thomas is more of a coverage safety. He's in, in, you know, the the ret, uh, respective of the word. Uh, so you'd have to play him differently. Uh, can't play the same things that Derwin James did, uh, as far as like more of a Cam Chancellor-esque safety or you play him in the box, you can bring him outside, but more of in the box, kind of Jamal Adams-ish uh, in play style. So you'd have to switch things up. But I do think overall, if you're trying to really compete this season as the Chargers, uh, that would be a great replacement. I think it'd be a perfect scenario as far as Earl Thomas goes to. You go to a competitive team uh, with a lot of, uh, talent, so I, I think it could be a fit, sure. Yeah, and you know, I think the only issue that you might have, what kind of characters do you have in that locker room with Anthony Lynn already? Are you trying right. to build a culture where you don't have any issues with people having egos like that? I mean, you're, you're dealing with a lot in that locker room already. You have Justin Herbert walking in as a rookie. Got taken really, really high in the draft. You have Joey Bosa, who just got paid a bunch of money. Melvin Ingram across from him, who's waiting for a new contract. I mean, those are yep. only three players, man, but you're talking a lot of ego immediately. And so mm -hmm. does Earl Thomas fit what they're trying to do in terms of characters um, with that locker room? And I, you know, I think that's what that's going to come down to. I think the Chargers and Earl could agree on money. I, th you know, I think he'll probably want to play for that kind of team. That defense is pretty good. Um, yeah. But it's the question of, does his character line up with what we want to do, what we're pursuing? And that could be the thing that holds you back from signing a player like Earl Thomas. The talent is unquestionable, right? Right. It just comes down to, is he a good fit for the locker room? Mm -hmm. I I have a question for you also, sure. I guess. Uh, right back at you, right? Uh, as far as Earl Thomas goes, are you surprised that he hasn't signed yet, and do you think that means anything as far as, you know, Texas being the favorite for him to go to one of those teams? Do you think that means anything? Money talks. Right? Sure. And so I think that his ultimate goal is probably to end up in Dallas. I think that's probably where he wants to be. Mm -hmm. um, Jerry, I think there's been a lot of smoke screens thrown out over Earl Thomas from teams, right? You have – uh, sure. teams talking about we're not interested then reports coming out that jerry jones said he wasn't interested then jerry jones saying ian rapaport you're a goof what are you talking about we're totally interested but there's no movement there you're not moving that needle um to get closer to earl thomas and getting him on the, the roster i think any team that earl thomas goes to he immediately bolsters that secondary that's yeah you can't argue that um i just think that it's an issue of character right now 
I'm not going to go out and sign somebody who just threw a punch at a teammate. That's not somebody that I want in my yeah. locker room. But somebody is eventually just going to say, you know what, we'll take the chance. Money might not be the greatest thing for him. He might have to do a prove-it situation and try to get an extension from a team. But you absolutely yeah. could see a number of situations where that happens. Uh, but I, I don't see a world where Earl Thomas is. I'll say Earl Thomas is signed by week three. Okay. Gotcha. From one safety talk, two safeties, to another safety who just secured the bag, my man Buda Baker. Yeah. Arizona. How do you Ooh. feel about that extension? You're talking a four-year deal, $59 million. You're talking 14 mm. and three-quarters million dollars a year, right? So um, do you think that it was a good deal? Are you happy for Buda? Like, where are you at with that? Um. I think the latter. Uh, I think that this is one of the best young safeties we have in the league, and I really like this deal for Arizona. Arizona has impressed me so much this season with what they've been able to do. They bring in D-Hop. They bring in another weapon for Kyler, and you bring in, you know, arguably the best receiver in the league. You get rid of David Johnson's contract on top of that. You trade for Kenyon Drake last year, midseason, and he's been great for that franchise. I think this team just keeps impressing me more and more and more and more. There's so much talent. I love the draft pick that they made in this past draft in Isaiah Simmons. He is a Swiss Army knife on that defense. You can put him in so many places, wherever you need him, really. And Buda Baker is somebody that now you're going to see in Arizona for the next couple of years. And I believe he's going to keep improving his game. I love his game already as it is. And I think he's going to only go up from here. Uh, I think it was a, again, kind of low risk, high reward situation for Arizona and uh, securing a safety back there on that defense. So I really like it. Yeah. I think the only thing that, the, the one question and concern about Buda Baker was his, mm-hmm. he was undersized, right? And, mm-hmm. and he came in, played it on an NFL speed at the NFL level, and, you know, has performed well. Um, I think the important part about this deal isn't anything other than the money for the player, like in terms of position. Uh, I think you're seeing safety become a priority as well. I mean, you're not just talking cornerbacks that need to cover. Safeties are back there yep. to help your younger corners out. And Patrick Peterson isn't getting any younger. You're going to have to bring some guys in um, that, that are going to you know compete and will need that help. And I think Buda Baker absolutely will help them out for sure. Um, yeah. I, I love the deal. I think that he's a really great fit. He's a high personality guy, a high character guy. People glow over him. Um, I'm so happy that he got paid. I think he got exactly what he needed to get. Um, I think he really reset that safety market. And, and I think yeah. that's what you'll see safeties get is 15, 16 moving forward. Uh, per year, so um, I love that deal. On to a deal that I, did, I really wasn't a fan of. Uh, Zach Cunningham mm. getting extended out in Houston, uh, four years, fifty-eight million dollars, um, which was fourteen and a half mil a year for a linebacker who I was pretty surprised to see didn't have he didn't cause a single turnover last year. Um, wh- when it comes for me and my linebackers, I absolutely need to see somebody who's going to go up in coverage and play tight on tight ends are going to mm-hmm. go and, and hit running backs in the mouth and make them drop that ball, uh, put the ball on the ground. I, I just don't see that. I don't think Zach Cunningham's as ruthless as people think he is. 
Um, and I loved him coming out of Vanderbilt. So, um, CJ, how do you feel about that signing? Uh, are you happy? Are you kind of weirded out by it? For me, it's just another Bill O'Brien situation of Bill O'Brien absolutely sucking at his job, um, paying the wrong guy. Uh, you can absolutely correct me if you feel necessary, but I just I hated mm-hmm. this deal. Well, uh, as you say, I think uh, you and I need to go take over the Houston Texans, and uh, I think they'll be in Hire a us. way better, yeah, way better shape uh, than than they are now. But that being said, I'm I'm kind of middle of my emotions there between eh and uh, a good deal. I'm kind of in between there. I think that he had the tackles last season. He had 142 tackles last year, which is great. Uh, That's at the top as far as tackles go for linebackers. Um, But that being said, as you're saying and pertaining to, I also need to see some coverages uh, when it comes to linebackers in this day and age of football. Linebackers have to be able to cover not only tight ends. I think sometimes they're going to have to cover slower receivers, uh, you know, it, it's and running backs as well. Um, and the the more and more we go into the future, I feel like people are getting more and more athletic. Uh, these kids coming out of college are becoming more and more athletic. We're seeing more uh, Isaiah Simmons-esque players where they're just big and fast. They're everything. But you have to be able to match that energy. Zach Cunningham, I like him. I don't. I think he just got overpaid. So, it, like, I think they got the right guy. They They brought this guy in, you know, and drafted him, and I liked the draft pick when they did a couple of years back. And I like that they re-signed him. For how much, though, I, I'm not the biggest fan. I think it was a little bit of an overpay. But that being said, I like the player, though. I, I do like Zach Cunningham. I think that he has the intangibles to get even better than he already is and uh, work on his coverages because he's not slow. It's just more of technique, in my opinion, that he needs to work on in coverage. So that being said, though, I'm kind of in the middle about it. Yeah. I mean, you're talking – you just added Jonathan Taylor down in the AFC South. Yeah. You have Derrick Henry in the AFC South. Um, and then right. Jacksonville, you have Chris Thompson, who's fast, right? So Very fast. you're going to have to be able to make plays on, on those kind of players. And great, the tackles are awesome, but – I absolutely need to see turnovers from those kind of guys. Punch those balls out. You know, make plays. Go up and, and contest those catches. And I, I just don't know if Zach Cunningham's that guy. I, he might be a guy that you just kind of say, gung-ho, go straight at the line and, and hit the hit the running back in the face. But sure. uh, I, I need to see production in terms of turnovers for me to be excited about this deal. I just think it's another O'Brien situation where it just sucked. Um, it just left a, a crazy bad taste in my mouth. Um, I absolutely hated it. So, um, and then you have, you know, the one that you wanted to touch on today that we had conversations about Kenny mm. Clark out in green Bay getting extended yeah. four years, $70 million deal. Um, I mean, that fit, I feel like Kenny Clark is a little overrated. Um, yeah, that, that okay. run defense is absolutely atrocious. And to me, it starts with him. 
Um, if you're not getting in, like you know, almost instant pressure there uh, on running backs, then are you worth seventy million over four? Right. I don't know. Um, I don't know. That's what seventeen and a half a year. Yeah, it's a lot of money for a player that isn't really causing a bunch of you know grief to other teams. Like mm. like you saw, you know, Raheem Mostert two times ran all over that team. Um, yeah, it just I didn't like the deal. Um, I I didn't I don't like the player. I, I just don't like that. Mm-hmm. I, I just think they could have absolutely used that money elsewhere, specifically at receiver. You got yeah. you got to make a play for somebody. Save that money. Mm. Move on from Kenny Clark. Let him go do his his own thing or get him for less. Tag him. Whatever you got to do. I just did yep. not like that deal as a long term option. How'd you feel about it? So, Kenny Clark to me, I agree. He's overrated. I don't think he deserved that much. Uh, that being said, kind of the same thing with Zach Cunningham. I like bringing back the player, right? He's your best nose tackle, uh, 100% on that team. But for that money, uh, wow. That, that kind of adds on to what I've already said about the Packers. I think the Packers have had the worst offseason. I will say it. I, I think even worse than Houston. I, I think even worse than Jacksonville. I, I I really believe that the Green Bay Packers, for where they were at last season, they were in the championship game. And you go and just don't do anything? You don't do anything to improve your team. And all you did was disgruntle your starting quarterback, who is arguably already a Hall of Fame quarterback for you. So, to me, the Packers have had the worst offseason. I know other teams have had some bad offseasons. Bill O'Brien. But, anyway, that being said, from where the Packers were at last season, like I said, a 13-3 and football team to just, to me... You're not even going to win that division now. I think the Vikings are the winner. I I said that last week. And the Unique Ngakwe trade makes that even more so. Your division's getting better. What are you doing about it? The Lions drafted Jeff Okuda, and and they are improving on defense. I love Matt Patricia. You have a defensive-minded coach. They're getting better. The Bears, I feel like they're a little off, but they are getting better. I feel like they're going to figure out this quarterback situation this year. So once they figure out that quarterback situation and they get maybe a little more uh, weapons around whoever's playing quarterback next year, they have the defense, they're getting better. You you are not doing anything in a good, not only division, but conference to stay competitive. And that's a big issue for me. So the Packers, I I feel like they lost out on this one again. Yeah. You 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 wasted so much cap on a nose tackle when you could have gone out and like you pertain to paid a offensive weapon. Go help Aaron Rodgers. He's one of the best in the game. You're not helping this guy, and you keep making it harder for him when he's getting older. It reminds me a lot of Russell Wilson's situation in Seattle. He's only getting older, and you're making it harder for him. 
you're just expecting him to continue to be Superman when he's getting older. That offensive line in Seattle sucks. It's not good. I'll say it's the, it might be the worst in football. It might be the worst offensive line we've seen in years. What are you doing? Like, like what are you doing? You, you let Jermaine Effetti go for George Fant. It just feels like a lateral transfer. I, I just don't. I, I like. I hate it because I played quarterback for a few years when I was younger, and yeah, it wasn't the NFL level. It wasn't even the college level. But if, if my team's making a move like that, I, I'm instantly upset. I'm not happy with that situation. Send me to a team that's going to care. That's kind of how it is for me. And not making it all about me, right? But, you know, that might be the most important thing to me is my protection. You know, if I have protection, at least I could get a guy a ball in his chest. I just, I hate the disrespect from these organizations because of money, uh, or just bad decisions that come to your respect for your quarterback and what they've done for you. Both still, are Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. For, still wanting them to win and compete for Super Bowls and right. not helping them out. I mean, you're talking, you know, the help that they got Aaron Rodgers this year was a man by the name of Devin Funches, who missed all of last season and then opted out this season. They did nothing for him. Oh. I. You, AJ Dillon, that's going to be your help. Yeah. You already have, like, two, you have Aaron Jones, right? And Jamal Williams. It's a three-down right? back. Like, it just, it just did not make any sense to me. Uh, their off-season was baffling. You see players yeah. that were available, and it's like, you, you could have went out and you could have spent some of that money, you know, on Robbie Anderson and him not being Carolina and him being Green Bay. It's a better option what they have already. You're right. telling me that you're going to start Alan Lazard, a practice squad guy from last year. That's going to be your mm-hmm. guy? It, it just. And let's be real. Aaron Rodgers made Alan Lazard look good. Right. That's my issue. Aaron Rodgers is making these guys look better than they really are, and they're saying, oh, he can keep doing that. Surround him with players that don't need to be looking better, that don't need to be made right. by Aaron Rodgers. They're just good. Right. Yep. Yep, it's crazy for sure. to me. Crazy. crazy. Speaking of the NFC North, news broke today that Riley Reef intends to be cut by Minnesota. Looks like he's going to be moving on from the Vikings. He did tell uh, his teammates that he will be let go. He's not taking a pay cut to stay on that team. Um, <laughs> Matt? Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. How do you feel about that? Um... The Minnesota Vikings, the one issue I I think they may have this year is their offensive line. So that being said, I think it could be potentially more hurtful uh, than it's being led on to be. Uh, I hate to be a homer on this one. I think he could be an eagle, uh, very much so with Andre Dillard going down for the year. It makes a lot of sense to me for Riley Reef to go take a one-year prove-it deal. He's not a top tackle anymore, uh, and he's got to prove that he can get back to that. So that being said, I think it would be a good situation for Riley Reef to go to Philly and go to a good offensive line uh, and maybe revitalize his career. That's interesting. I, my only counterpoint to that, he didn't mm-hmm. take a pay cut for a team he's already on. 
I don't know if he's right. going to take lesser money elsewhere. Look um, at Unique, though. Sure. Unique and Gakwe is a perfect example. Took less money uh, I just you don't know, know to if, be with a new if team. Riley Reef wants to be out that bad with a team sure. which is, is coming off of a playoff run. Um, I, I don't know. You know? Sure, sure. Um, other news, Raekwon McMillan on the move from Miami heading to Las Vegas. Um, Miami gave up Raekwon McMillan in a 2021 fifth-round pick. Las Vegas gave up a 2021 fourth-round pick. Um, you know, I, I really like this deal. Um, yeah. You know, he the one thing that people are going to say about Raekwon McMillan is there's no production. My counter-argument is he's in Miami. Right. That team has been atrocious for the past two years, as long as he's been in the league. Uh, heading out to Las Vegas on a team that, I think is going to be a, a you know a quiet co- like competing team. Um, yeah. You know I think that he absolutely could fit the mold that John Gruden's trying to piece together out that way. Um, I, I think that that's a really really good fit. You know I'd like to see you know over a hundred tackles from him if they give him that. You know let him just go after the players and make make things happen. Um, I think he's versatile. He's hell athletic. Uh, he'll make whatever plays you need him to make. So. Uh, I like the deal for Las Vegas. I also like the value for Miami. If you guys don't believe in them, move on, right, and get what you can. Um, and if that's all they could get is a swap of late-round picks, fourth for a fifth, do it to it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're at least moving up in the draft to hopefully grab somebody um, in a better spot. So um, I, I like the deal for both teams. I think it's a win-win for sure. Sure, sure. Uh as far as McMillan goes, uh, I like the deal for Vegas. It's a low-risk kind of thing for me again. Uh, you pair him up with Corey Lillen over there, and let's see what, what he can do on a better football team. So, you know, I, I can see that counter-argument of he didn't do much in Miami or wasn't productive. Uh, I, I agree uh, for sure, and... I hate using the excuse of, wow, he's on a bad football team. Look at Minka Fitzpatrick on the Dolphins. That dude was a baller, and now he's balling even more. Uh, and he was a part of that roster. So I'm not sold on Raekwon McMillan yet. I think he's got to definitely improve in a lot of areas. But that being said, I think he can. And John Gruden being a great fit defensively for him to learn uh, he's coached so many good linebackers, so maybe that's a great fit for him, and he can learn in Vegas how to uh, improve his game. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I just think it's a win-win for sure. Um, I think both teams are gonna, you know, be sure. better off for it. But yeah, I love the the Minka Fitzpatrick talk. But yeah. the thing about it is, Minka produced in Miami, right? Whereas, right. You know, Raekwon really hasn't. He hasn't broken 100 tackles in either season he's been in. So, right. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, speaking back on Riley Reef, it looks like Ryan said we should go sign him to be our right tackle. Is it an upgrade? Right. I mean, anything's an upgrade. I just the issue is Riley Reef is a left tackle, so. Can he make that transition to the right side? I don't. I don't really know. Um, yeah, you're talking different planning foot, different mechanics entirely. You're flipping yeah. the whole body, right? Right. So, yep. um, I mean, it'll be interesting to see for sure. Uh, you know, I think that we'll see some some NFL news for sure. Um, nothing's broken since we've been on. So, uh, yeah. I want to say one thing before we move on to uh, move on to some NBA talk. Yeah. 
it's the man Larry Fitzgerald's 37th birthday. And I just want to say happy birthday, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, happy birthday, Larry Legend. When, when you talk about a guy of high character, that needs to be the first person that comes to mind. You don't hear a single word uh, negatively about Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, just widely loved. Uh, so happy birthday to you, Larry Fitzgerald. I hope you have a great one. Uh, I want to say one. I want to say one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am so excited for Larry Fitzgerald. He, this might be the best team talent-wise he's been on this season in Arizona. I am excited. I want to see them do well. I like for Larry Legend, and like you said, what a character, uh, what a guy. Uh, he has made the NFL better. Um, on and off the field. So, you know, happy birthday, Larry. But, yeah. yeah. An absolute ambassador of the NFL. Yeah. Never, you never hear a bad thing about him. I mean, when you speak high character, he is the highest of high characters. So, um, 37, still playing at an elite level, man, still doing his thing. Uh, I, the one play that sticks out to me is when he uh, when he won against Green Bay in, in overtime. Oh, yeah. And he had that two-play oh, yeah. stretch of, of What scoring. a game. So, it was like 45 to 42. It was, it was awesome. such a good um, game. And so that's all oh. that comes to mind when I think of Larry Fitzgerald. is, is just a great player, a uh, great human being, and a great ambassador. So uh, happy birthday to him. Uh, moving on to the NBA, out west. I'm going to just say it, man. You and I both suck with our predictions. Oh, we yeah. Took some well, hot takes. Uh, yeah. You have the Lakers that – Ended up beating the Trailblazers uh, in five, and then you have you know um, the Mavs succumbing to the uh, the Clippers in six. I- I'm gonna say that I won that one. I had an extra game on it, yep. so I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that so, as, as a, a small win on a bigger loss. Yeah, was, <laughs> you had a smaller L than I did. Um, and you know what? We need to add this to the podcast for when we take hot takes, right? So my Bears hot take. Uh, last year, we need like a a like uh, a buzzer, just like a, a buzzer where we're like wrong, you know. We'll order we should a trophy, and whoever got yeah. it right or closest to right gets the trophy for the week. Yeah, I feel like for the podcast, we need like a right. button, you know, like just <laughs> just like let it play out through the stream really quick, embarrass ourselves. It'll yeah. be great. So yeah, we'll, it was. We'll, a, uh, we'll look for that. Just a, a tough go. Uh, so with the way that this is shaping up. What do you think is going to happen in the Eastern Conference? Do you still see the Bucks going on and, and winning that? or and, and out West, are you sticking with your Houston Rockets? Are they going to uh, you know, close yeah. it out? Yeah, I, I'm thinking it's going to be the Bucks in the East and the Rockets in the West. I picked the Rockets to win it all. Uh, it was kind of my uh, wild card team to win it all. Um, I just think Russ came back last game. And they dominated a good Thunder team. Mm-hmm. Dominated. Uh, I think this team is ready and, and ready for a playoff push. You gave Russ rest on top of that. He's ready to go. Um, so that being said, that team can score with the best of them. And what I think is going to happen, I think the Nuggets win game seven of that Utah series, which I just want to say this on stream, on the podcast. What a phenomenal series we've seen between Denver and Utah. Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray are doing legendary things at their age. They're young, and they're going to only get better. We, I think, are seeing two Hall of Fame guards in the making. Uh, 
it for both of those teams. High praise. But, yeah, that being said, I think the Nuggets edge that one, and I think we're going to see a Rockets-Lakers matchup uh, and then a Clippers-Nuggets uh, matchup. And I think the Rockets just score too much for the Lakers to keep up with. They don't score consistently in the Lakers. They, they don't score consistently. And I didn't like some of the, the runs I saw uh, by – uh, the Lakers being a number one seed, you're supposed to be that dominant team. And to me, you were struggling with the Blazers, even when they didn't have game time uh, in certain scenarios. Like last game, it was very close till the end. So right. uh, you had Carmelo Anthony, who, by the way, I think found a home in Portland, which is awesome. Yeah. But that being said, he scored, I believe, like 21 points on you. And you barely kept up, uh, you know, with a CJ McCollum who was playing with a broken back and Damian Lillard who had an injured finger, uh, a really hurt team. And I believe that they were more healthy. I think they gave them a way harder series. Um, so I think that the Lakers are in, in for some trouble if they play the Rockets. Uh, what do you think, though, as far as your predictions for uh, for the season? Who do you think is in the finals, man? You, man, so do you think I took Luca winning in six over the Clippers, <laughs> and uh, you know I just had it backwards. That's what I'm gonna say. I had it <sighs> backwards. So I'm gonna ride out with uh, with Paul George with Kawhi out in Los Angeles. I'm gonna go with the Clippers heading to the finals out west. Fair. Um, I like it. I think. What you'll see in in the second round here, I think you're gonna see Kawhi Leonard light up and be uh, playoff Kawhi, just that yeah. defensive stud. I think you'll see Paul George do much of the same of what he did at the end of that series, just started balling. Yeah, um, I think they're gonna be a tough team to beat out west. I think they're gonna go ahead and, and represent the Western Conference. Okay, and out east, man, it's gonna be it. Those are gonna be some fun yeah. series out out east. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're talking. A Boston team that looked really, really good against the Raptors, and then you have a sneaky team in the Heat that are taking on, you know, Super Giannis and and the Bucks. Yeah, um, I, I think both those series you could see go seven. Um, yeah, I was kind of shocked yeah. at the outcome of the game with with the Celtics and the Raptors game one. It kind of mm-hmm. took me by surprise. Almost a twenty point routing uh, by the the Celtics. Um, so you know, you know. Kirk said Heat and seven, Celtics and six. I don't think either game or either series go seven. Um, I think realistic, you, you'll probably see the Celtics win. I think six is probably realistic for the Celtics to win, but that's, that's fair. a coin. That team, you know, the Raptors can get hot quick. Um, yeah, and then you. Sure. I, I don't think the Heat end up edging out um, Milwaukee. I, I think you see it Milwaukee win in five. Um, we'll we'll know a lot here tonight. Yeah. Six thirty they play. Uh, so here in yeah. you know, 39 minutes, they're going to be going on. Um, I think Good game. Yeah, Tune I think in. you're going to know a lot about that young Miami team. I didn't even know that Eric Spolstra was still there until you told me today. <laughs> um, we had a conversation about it. It just shocked me that he's still coaching that many years after you know the big three in Miami. So yeah. Um, yeah. good on him for sticking it out. But that team's really young. Um, I think they're going to compete for the next you know five years. But the question is – can, can they beat the best team out east? And I just don't think they do. Um, and then, you know, flip a coin. I'm a Celtics homer. 
so I'm going to say probably the Celtics in seven. I think that both series you could see go seven. I don't know about Western side. I think that's probably going to be a, a, an easier series to call. But I think um, on the East, uh, I absolutely see whoever goes in the, in the Eastern Conference Finals going seven. Um, and, you know, it's going to be fun, man. Basketball has been really, really fun to watch for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so you have a Clippers Celtics. Yeah, I'm gonna go Clippers Celtics, and I'm gonna. Go I Celtics. like it. I'm gonna go Celtics in seven. Man. Yeah, an absolute classic. Now, now imagine this matchup, right? Just fruit for thought type deal. What if it's the Clippers and Raptors? Mm. Kawhi facing his old team from last year. That would be one hell of a storyline. Yeah, for sure. Um, that would be fun. That would be a fun one. Yeah, so. and then you know you're talking a lot of money for the NBA in terms of their deals. You know you have if, yeah. if the Raptors end up going, you're talking the Canadian representation watching you know the finals as well. You know that made them a lot of money last year. It could make them a lot of money this year. And that's a team like we talked about a couple weeks ago. I mean, about last week, they kind of snuck around, man. You know they. There was a team that people wrote off after Kawhi left, and look at them now. I mean, they're still in the playoffs. Right. They moved on the second round. You know, I, I think that it's going to be a, a really, really fun, uh, fun series to watch for sure. Uh, but while we wrap it up, see, do you have anything else to talk about? But floors. Um. Yours. Oh man, <laughs> I feel like every week I bring it up, but hockey has been so much fun to watch. It sucks. My Flyers are down 3-1 to the Islanders, but the Islanders are a great team. They're, they're a phenomenal team. Uh, I want to see the Flyers bring it back. Uh, Lynn Bloom, hey, welcome back to the team. Uh, you know, great job fighting cancer. Um, and I just want to say uh, rest in peace also to Chadwick Boseman. Um, you know, that was, that was a, a tough loss for the world. He was a great human being. And, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's tough guys, but, uh, you know, we, we just want you guys to know that we appreciate all of you guys, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. So. Um, I, I'm with you. The, the loss of Chadwick Boseman at 43 kind of took me by surprise. Um, so absolute loss and, and, you know, to his family, his friends, um, and his fans, man, people, you know, really resonated with him, uh, being, you know, the black Panther was a huge thing. Right. And so, representation for him um with you know young black kids it was huge so uh absolute thoughts to his his you know loved ones um but yeah you know football is right around the corner i'm really excited about it hockey's been great to watch in the playoffs basketball has been great to watch in the playoffs ufc's kind of in a lull where they're you know there's cards on saturdays but it's nothing to write home about i will mm. be talking about it as soon as a full card breaks um, yeah, you know, you know me, I'm going to be all over it. Um, but there's nothing really crazy happening right now. Um, we're going to go ahead and get off of here. We hope you guys have such a great week. Uh, yeah. you know where to catch us every Monday, live, at every five, Monday, live every Monday, right here on Twitch. Um, I'm going to see about getting this stuff uploaded to, uh, to, to YouTube as well. Um, so that yeah. way you guys can, can revisit and, um, maybe, you know, come up with some questions about what we covered, but. We absolutely support you guys. Like, love you guys being here, supporting us. If I could speak, yeah. that'd be that'd be great. But uh, we hope you have a really, really great week. Um, Y'all enjoy yourselves, and we'll see you back here next week, live at five. All right, guys. Yo, take care. All right.
Goodbye.